With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Inspiration Hour with Luce M. Mack, as we inspire by sharing real people's stories and their exhilarating journeys. We all learn by sharing our gifts and talents through the power of talking with one guest at a time. Get cozy, get your favorite nighttime drink, and let's get ready to be wowed with inspiration. Hi! Buenas noches, mi gente. How's everyone doing this beautiful Monday? I hope you had a great start of your week and work wasn't too bad on you guys and you're ready for another inspirational night. Um, I'm really excited because I, I'm always excited about my guests, but I have to give this intro the right way. So I met our guest, Ashley Ann, um, I want to say in 2019, and when I met her, she was magnetizing, like electric. We, I was at BronxNet, and I was going to be on this live show, and she was on, I believe, before me. I can't remember who was on first, but I remember I was like instantaneously drawn to her. I was really invested in her story and learned so much. So let me give you her bio because it's such a cool way to get to know Ashian and the unique work she does. So she's a one-of-a-kind internationally certified master groomer, celebrity pet stylist, grooming educational instructor, mentor, speaker, and founder of Diamonds in the Rough, a luxury pet groom salon located in Lincoln Park, New Jersey. For the last decade, she's been grooming dogs and cats and has developed a unique client listing that includes local residents, business executives, and celebrities. She's done it all. And I think what's so beautiful is that every time she's with her her doggies or cats, she makes them look all very unique and they look so happy to be with her and when they come out they look happy and just gorgeous and I know you're thinking how can she like bring it out of her dogs and cats their personality while she's giving them this unique style so we're going to learn from her to see how she does that hi Ashley are you on hi Lou I am thank you so much for the beautiful introduction oh my gosh I'm first of all it's been such a long time (laughs) <laughs> I know, I know. But, you know, when, when we have the relationship that we have, time, 
you know, time really doesn't matter, does it? We pick up where we, right where we left off. Yeah, and first of all, congratulations. You were in the Drew Barrymore show. Is that correct? Yes. Or you were, how was that? That was amazing. And showcasing your beautiful art and the work you do. Uh, thank you so much. Um, so the Drew Barrymore show actually was uh, pretty much thrown at me from another opportunity that I had the privilege of doing, which was the HBO Max show hot dog and um, basically I guess the Drew Barrymore show was blown away by um, my episode with uh, Thule. They, you know, they wanted to show me on the Drew Barrymore show. So it was just, you know, you know how I feel about God. And I think that that was just um, an area of opportunity with, you know, where preparation finally met opportunity, I would say. Amen. um, It was pretty awesome. And I have to admit, when uh, before meeting you, I had met people that were in the like pet space and they were trying to do things, but I never met someone quite like you because not only do you give like such a, like just like you have like that business presence of you, but also like such a warm and caring individual that I just saw right Right when I met you, like, oh my God, this woman is a star. And look what she does. Like, everything you touch just became beautiful. Like, even seeing how you do your Instagram lives or even videos of what you do with your pets, I think it's just amazing. And even when you show the end product, the end result of the dog or the cat for their final look, it's just amazing. And they're loving it too. So, first things first, how did you get started? And how did this getting started lead to your passion? Uh, oh, man. So this is usually, like, my favorite question. And thank you uh, so much. Basically, just introducing a little bit about, you know, what my Black Girl Magic is. And, um, yeah, I mean, I started grooming when I was 15. Um, my favorite story is I, I first started at a sneaker store, and I, you know, had a not-so-pleasant customer in the sneaker store and you know she said put my shoe on my feet and you know, I really just broke instantly I knew that I were people and I said all right you know I went home and I said to my mother I said you know I would much rather work with animals so fortunately for me she had connections with a store manager at a pet store and you know he took me in for an interview and I you know I passed and Next thing you know, I started as a cashier. I saw them in the grooming salon, and I said, this is what I want to do. This is this is what I see myself doing. And, um, you know, I went for it. I'm a Leo. I'm a go-getter. I'm pretty resilient. <laughs> I don't listen to people most of the time, so I'm the perfect person for God to pick to, you know, make his plan come to life. <laughs> so I said, you know, I'm going to just dominate this field. And I think, you know, 15 years ago, I really didn't expect to um, be where I am in the most humblest way coming from a Leo. But, you know, I knew I wanted to do something pretty big with this because I just love uh, the dogs so much. So, you know, PetSmart, that was my that was my opening into the industry. Uh, like I said, I fell in love with it. Um, fast forward to me getting a business and 
I'm sure you're going to have questions about that, so I'm going to hold off. But, yeah, it's, <laughs> I do. it's been a long journey. <laughs> I do. And, and I have to admit why I have these questions. So I know we've talked about everything because you, like, for those listening, Ashley Ann is not just someone that I met at BronxNet and I just was immediately drawn to her story because of what she does. Obviously, we work in different spaces as uh, someone that uh, writes children's book, but it was also like a very familiar space. We're both black and brown. We're both women and we're both trying to gain opportunities to be seen by our work. So I feel like that's what connected us. Uh, to kind of like share a lot of the, 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 the information of what we're learning throughout, you know, our journeys. But most importantly is that hustle. And a lot of people don't meet when you go to a vet and like the vet or a pet smart and things like that. You don't see a lot of the people that are leading and managing those places from our communities. And I thought, I think that was like, just beautiful. So my younger sister, um, I'm not going to share too much because she's kind of shy. She graduated uh, with her bachelor's degree. I think it was from Boston University. Oh no, Brandeis. Brandeis. She was accepted to Boston University and turned it down to go to Brandeis. And she graduated being a, bi a bilingual and an Italian uh, professor. And she actually started teaching. And she taught for less than a year. And this was so interesting. While she was teaching, she just didn't find any love in it. And she was so upset because she had just spent all this money on student loans and, you know, the, you know, the list goes on. Right. But she thought she wanted to be a teacher because it was like something, as you know, you're, you know, from your community. I'm from my community. You know how our mothers get into our heads. You should be a doctor. You should be a lawyer. You should be a teacher. Like they're, they're giving us advice because they hear what great professions is it, they, these are, right? But my sister felt the calling to be in the animal space. So she actually got a third degree and she got it as a, she's basically like a nurse to animals. She works in a very luxurious uh, veterinarian hospital here in the city. She worked at three and now she manages a team of doctors. But one of the things she always says, I don't see Hispanics or Blacks in this space. So when I met you, I was like, I understood it. Like that's one of the big connections I had to your story. And I want to hear how you working at PetSmart said, no, I'm going to dominate this space even harder. Yeah, you know, so um, my my key answer to most things on why I keep going is honestly because I'm a Leo. <laughs> I try to <laughs> say it the easiest way. It's just like I am, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to throw me in the jungle. I'm ready, you know, but. But a, definitely on a more serious note, um, being being a woman of color in the grooming industry has not necessarily been the easiest. It's definitely um, has had its challenging moments, but it has also had its um, moments where it's strengthened me. It's, um, it's allowed me to inspire other women, black and brown, of our community to uh, take a leap of faith as well in something that, you know, you, you don't uh, air quotes normally see us in. And the thing about it is that uh, coming into the industry, there are people of color, but, you know, we're very, 
we're very spread out. And the only reason I feel that is so is because we don't necessarily grow up in households where we have family members that are groomers or family members yes. that are veterinarian uh, technicians. Yes. Like we, we don't, we're not, um, we're not introduced to that. We're, you know, so it's hard for us to want to become something that we've never seen before, right? So yes. usually I feel like that for me was the hardest thing because at the time, 15 years old, coming into the grooming industry, it was predominantly a white industry. I did, I was usually the only um, woman of color in my salon. I was the only black uh, African-American a grooming salon manager in my entire district. So, you know, I definitely have, have broken a lot of barriers and I'm happy that, you know, I was able to kind of go through the mud a little bit because now people of my color have the resources, right? When yes. I first started, I didn't have the resources, you know. Um, I would say some people that I went to in the industry weren't willing to give me a lot of the information they weren't willing to pour it into me like they were interested in pouring it into you know people of their community so uh that ultimately pushed me to say okay well if y'all don't want to teach me i'm gonna go to the best and i'm going to asia how about that and that's what i did and that's where i learned everything that i need to know about the world of grooming because asia is the most prestige most prestigious grooming area known to world you know they dominate this they are the top of the food chain so you know and was it very i'm sorry was it a very expensive degree when you went there and you said let me do this because i've heard like like a lot of different um you know advice on going all the way to asia just to dominate that space i know my sister was trying to go to like I forgot what was the school, a Caribbean school, because it was cheaper, like something that she could afford, you know, down the road. I mean, you know, so I'm I'm a I'm the bougie groomer, right? And I'm the bougie <laughs> groomer because I like nice things. And I I have respect um to understand that, you know, quality is over quantity in most cases and I also yes. um I understand that I have to invest and sometimes assume investing is just, oh, um, you know, I'm if I could get this cheaper, I'm gonna get that because I think I'm investing properly. No, you're yes. if, if you have the opportunity to get it better and get it the right way and you're choosing the cheaper alternative, you are investing in properly. You're wasting your money because you could have saved for another month or two to be able to be taught by the best. So you know, yes, it was expensive, but, you know, me going to Asia has put me on a map, you know, being a first yeah. African-American to graduate from their school, you know, and a lot of a lot of people said, oh, I don't have that money to pay that. And, you know, and again, you have to choose what you want to invest in. I wanted to invest in being the best. So to me, I had to pay for the best and I was OK with doing that. So one thing, you know, I would definitely encourage all of the listeners um, tonight is to just make sure if you're going to invest, you invest properly. There's there's no worse investment than an improper investment. That is the biggest lesson that I've learned uh, throughout this journey. And I, I mean, that's going from PR. We, you know, we, you and I have had a conversation about photo shoots yes. before, like trying to budget a cheaper shoot. But what do you get when you pay no, higher quality, no, you know? I, and, and I know because you've given me the best advice. 
And now, yeah. you know, I you when I had my first photo shoot, I was like, oh my god, I did it, and it felt like this. And I it had beautiful. It was beautiful, and then I got contacted by people saying, can we use your spread for this? or that, and it actually led to more exposure. And I'm actually investing now in a more like beautiful shoot that I wasn't expecting to do. But that's a little bit later down the road. But one of the reasons I mentioned, and I'm glad you touched on it. So my sister, and I'm glad you said vet tech, that's what she is. She's a veterinary tech. And she works all the way in Soho. And one of the things she said, because there's no one that she had looking up in this space, it was really hard for her to know where to go. And at the time, you know, she has her bachelor's degree. It was a very expensive degree. It took her a while to figure out her road. And I'm glad that you at the young age said like, you know, I tried this. I didn't like it. I want to go be trained by the best. And I think one of the things I would love to hear, what are some of the resources that helped you make those decisions? when you were first starting out? Was it PetSmart? Was it something else? Or was it just talking to other uh, individuals that were in the pet grooming space? Um, so just so I'm clear with answering your question, what resources influenced me to go to Asia? Is that what? No, what was the asking? resource that kind of like gave you the advice to do the, you know, to to say, I'm going to go to Asia, to say, I want to learn and really be and dominate this space, you know, and get the training that you did. Because a lot of people, like you mentioned earlier, don't know how to go about this. So they're like the first one in their family. And they're like trying to just get any information so they know if this is the right fit. But you made it work at a young age. You said, no, I'm pretty sure I want to do this. If I'm not getting this information, I'm going to get it myself and let me see who the best is. But what was it that led you to that? So uh, that's such a great question. And um, I love to utilize my platforms the right way. Um, so my journey is is definitely a journey of God. And I always, if, if anybody knows me in all of my interviews, I always talk about God, God, God. Um, because I I did not envision any of this, honestly. When I started grooming, I just saw me having a really nice grooming salon where I did the bougie dogs, and that was it. I never really saw myself becoming, um, you know, an, an inspiration to the world or um, hope for, for women of color or, you know, happiness for people that are struggling and that are, are, are facing their own dark, you know, dark souls of the night. I never expected to be able to do all of this. So God has really been the one that's been saying, okay, this is what I had you destined to do. And because I've, I've come in tune and in one with my purpose and my destiny in life, everything is start, everything kind of starts to make sense. Um, me going to China was really a calling. It was, it was like, you know, I call it my Holy Spirit. She was just like, this is what you need to do. And what helped push that decision was the fact that I wasn't able to get, I, my soul wasn't being filled. You know, my purpose wasn't being yeah. filled because I felt like I was being, I was stagnant. I felt like I had a, um, a glass ceiling over my head grooming in my salon. It was just like, I'm like, okay, I did this, but I'm not fulfilled. I did this, but this isn't enough. You know, it was just like, I wanted more. I wanted more. And, you know, that 
my spirit saying, like, you you have a bigger purpose here, sweetheart. So that's how I ended up going over to Asia. And honestly, the way it fell into place, it was really, like, <laughs> it was really God's doing. I was just on Facebook one day, and, um, you know, social media is such a beautiful platform because you have connections with everybody all over the world. And I met a young woman named Sonia from Russia, and she went to she went to school in Asia. And I was like, you know, I said, Sonia, who who's your teacher? And she said who her teacher was, but she said it's very hard to get to school. So, you know, I was already studying the Asian technique for two years prior to going. Um, and I said, you know, I'm going to just write this lady a love letter, you know, and, and my teacher at the time was Mother's house. You know, I'm I'm like Barry White. I'm real smooth with it. Denzel Washington, call me what you want. But I'm real smooth with it. I'll make you feel good about yourself. So, you know, I wrote her a nice love letter, and I sent her my work, and I just told her how uh, passionate I was to learn more and learn learn the, the, the artistry of grooming and learn how to master it because it's just like this is what my spirit says I need to do. I need to do it. I need to do it. And she took me. You know, and first of all, I didn't even tell the majority of my family. I didn't know any of my family that I was going to China. I didn't even tell myself I was going to China because I was still trying to, you know, I was so excited, but I really was trying to process. I'm like, I actually, you've never been to China. The most you've been to China was the Chinese store, right? You know, growing up in, growing up in the hood, I was always in the Chinese store. How did you tell your family, your best friends, like, I'm out, I'm going to China, I'm going to figure this out until I'm the best, you know, and then come back and then, you know, have diamonds in the rough and create like this beautiful store that's, you know, it's, there's nothing like it, you know, you really have to dig to find it. You know, even yeah. when when you when people follow you on your social media, they see what's so special about your store. And can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I found this Diamonds in the Rough first before I went to school in Asia. Again, like I said, I just thought I was going to be this bougie groomer because I have the sauce. Okay, like you could call me the Salt Bay of grooming. The Beyonce of groomer. You could call me whatever high power person you want to call me a groomer, but that's who I am. And, um, you know, I was like, okay, I see me having a salon. I'm going to get the salon. And everything just started shooting in a salon, shooting off. The, you know, it was, it was definitely a hassle getting the salon. And uh, the salon was really a blessing from God as well because this salon ended up in my inbox out of nowhere. And fun fact, I was pregnant at the same time I opened my business. I just gave birth to my daughter right after I signed the contract to purchase my business. So now I'm 25, first-time mother, first-time business owner. I don't know what in the world I'm getting myself into. But, you know, I'm like, it's going to get done. It, it was just the Holy Spirit said it's getting done. And, it, you know, yeah. going on six years later, it's, it's been getting done. And um, next thing you know, as I, I've always had a talent, I've always been, you know, good. It's been a, it really is a gift. This grooming, my connections with the dogs, and what I'm able to do with them, cats as well. But it was, it was just people started looking past the grooming. They started looking at me. They're like, "You're not, you're not your regular groomer. There's something special no. about you, you know. There's something special about you." And then that's when. I started having my celebrity clients pop in, you know, the Housewives of New Jersey, yeah. some NFL players, 
Um, I had some MTV hosts. I mean, like, the list goes on. And it was so funny because, you know, people were looking for me. It wasn't yes. It wasn't me promoting anything. I wasn't promoting. It was literally people were walking around with dogs, and they'll say, who digs your dog? Who digs your dog? And, and it was just like I went from, you know, Ashley to the grooming extraordinaire this this celebrity sensation <laughs> and um, you know this is this is so pretty because i want to tell you this before i forget i remember this one time we were on the phone and you told me hold on loose and you're talking to someone and i'm thinking like there's someone else in the store but you were talking to your client who happens to this cute dog and the dog just did like a you know like thing but i could tell they were being attentive. So for you to go from Ashley Ann to the grooming extraordinaire, you need to add, you know, and doggy best friend. Because they understand you and they, like, feed off you. So if people don't know that, you need that. Because after being a doggo mom, it's really important that when you put your your fur babies in someone's care that they have that immediate love and you have that in spades like you do so oh, good at thank that you. thank you thank you yeah, and, so, um, and then you but, feed that to your child too because and that's interesting i would love to learn about that how you got your daughter motivated to learn everything you're doing um well like i said uh, the, her and the salon they were born at the same time so uh, she, you know, I was a single mother. I am a single mother. And uh, she came to work with me. You know, being a single mother, you got to hustle. You got to move. You got to do what you got to do. And I I had a salon. So Gabby would come with me to the salon. Um, I wasn't really interested in giving my baby to any of my family members just yet. So, you know, I'm very guarded. I'm a Leo. I'm a lion. So I try to make sure my home is taken care of. But um, she would come into the salon with me, and Gabby just love dogs. She, you know, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. She just fell in love with it the same way I fell in love with it. And she's so sweetie. She's so beautiful. I love the videos that you you post of her. There was yes. this one video that you're like, you go up and down, sweetie. You got it. Oh, you got it perfectly. Look at mama do it again. And I think that really moved me because as a mom, you want to pass down the thing that you love to your child. And that's what I saw you doing. Yeah. You know, that's like I said, that's what I try to, I try to do. She just, as she grows, she falls in love with it. She knows the dogs. Um, she knows their names by heart. She knows all of my pet parents. Like she's just, um, she's a little me. So <laughs> I'm very blessed with her. Yes. Amen. And I'm so happy. There was this one picture that you sent to me and it was like Gabby with uh, one of my books. And I think the part that made me like so happy and like it filled my heart. And I remember I called you sometime afterwards is that, you know, I know in, in my heart that we were meant to meet each other some way, somehow, because somehow my sister knew about your Uh, salon and her friends knew about your salon and it was like this big deal like everyone knew you although not like so much and knew Gabby because of the salon and they're like oh my gosh it makes sense my sister knows everyone I'm like I don't know everyone I just I was lucky enough to meet you and I and that's how I feel like such a fortunate 
moment that not only do I know you, but like people that I care about also know about you and your work. So I thought that was so funny. And then Gabby has the book. So it made it even like, you know, it just made it so much sweeter. Um, There's a couple more questions I have because I think I want to highlight the work that you do, but also I want to kind of share a little bit more about the industry because there's a lot of ins and outs that it's, you know, unless until you're in it, um, you know, people, that's when they learn because when you know about something, it's not the same until you're fully in it. One of the questions I have to you, how was it that you became a speaker? Because you've done a lot of speaking engagements where you're inspiring the next generation. But how did that come about? Um, you know, usually, I guess I would say like my the social media has just given me a platform. A lot of people have followed me since I opened my business six years ago. And, you know, people have watched me grow. Um, from a 24-year-old to, you know, this uh, 30-year-old woman that has just really been changing and dominating the game. And I have, I've never really been afraid to tell my story. I've always just, you know, been cautious of, like I say, protecting my home. So, you know, being a, a woman, being a woman of color, being a young woman, it's just like it feels as if there's so many odds that are against you where, you know, people people try to take advantage. So I started just telling my story, and I started uh, inspiring people by just telling them, don't quit, don't stop, you know. Um, and then I guess that's when God just started doing his work because people started, you know, they just started gravitating towards me. And one thing I've noticed about being a speaker is that you only touch people that you that you connect with in some shape, way, or form. I realize that so many people I talk to, I have similar traits or we have similar experiences or similar responses to uh, circumstances that may happen to us. Like there's something that I have in common with everybody that I talk to. And most importantly, it's just like the hope that I give to people because, like I said, this journey has not been easy. Um, Nothing at all has been handed to me as graceful as I may make it look. You know, that's just that. That's what I am, you know, and um, Ashley, I'm going to say graceful and stunning. Because uh, you make it <laughs> you make it look like a cover. <laughs> you know, you come out bam, 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 just shining through. <laughs> Those dogs, they they make me sweat. So some days they've been making me sweat. People love to ask me what I do for a living, and I say I fight dogs. You know, and everybody. Yeah, I remember you said that. Yeah, yeah. People always like they're like, "Who are you, Victor or Vic, Michael Vick?" I was like, "No, no, no, not that kind of fighting dogs." I'm like, the, you know, I'm fighting to give them a haircut and watch their butt. That's the type of dog fighter I am. And, you know, people would laugh and they're like, oh, I'm like, you know. Girl, um, but you make it look easy. Like, you be styling I, them and then you look, you look hot as hell. Like, you look like, god damn, she looks fire. And she's like that. Cutting the dog's hair, washing them and scrubbing. Your hair is all nice and set. And here I am walking down the block and, like, my hair, I have to pull it up just because... It, it gets a mess. Like you have oh that God. aura about you. You just exude it, you know, like you're looking amazing all the time. So uh, another thing I wanted to ask you, so what's next for you? Like what's what's coming down the road that we should know about and applaud you and like send you, 
you know, prayers? Um, well, I just finished the huge product, um, project for Hulu. I can't really um, talk about it yet because the legal aspects, but it's definitely something I've never done before. The world has never seen before, so I'm super excited um, to, Amen. you know, just, just introduce to the world what I am capable of doing because I'm definitely more than just a dog groomer. Um, you know, I'm more than, you know, just a therapist or an aunt and a mom. I'm definitely somebody that's, you know, very, very talented and gifted. So uh, right now my goal really is to um, change the quality of life. You know, I want to, I'm ready to start pouring um, into other people's cups. I'm ready to start being fruitful and multiplying. So um, right now I've been really focusing on teaching, but I'm getting ready to relocate to Houston. And um, I'm ready to, you know, start my transition over into, like, the entertainment field. Because right now my, my goal is generational wealth. I always say I'm going to be the first dog groomer, a billionaire on Forbes. <laughs> I just, you know, the, uh, the possibilities are endless. And right now I feel like, you know, um, time is moving at the speed of opportunities. And I'm, I'm ready for all of them. So... I'm, right now, I'm ready for this move to Houston. I have a few more months. I'm wrapping up in New Jersey. And then, you know, when we get to Houston, I have a few more TV shows. I'm working on a side home. I have a lot of grooming supplies. So just be ready to see me on your shelves and every, everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Just shelves, TV shows, in your car, on a billboard. You're going to just see me everywhere. No, I, I, I am... I'm so looking forward to to that moment for you because I see how hard you work and because of you and I'm so grateful I met Victor and I consider Victor like a like a brother and and I know you're very close to Victor as well. He's very like he's just such a good person that has applauded us in our different journeys and the reason I'm mentioning him is that every time uh we have like a meeting I tell him, you saw the big thing Ashley is doing? Like, oh, my God. Like, we're just, like, so happy for you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it is because, honestly, it's so little of us in the spaces that we want to be in. And it's just so happy to see you like that. And I could just imagine what it does to your baby girl. Like, it really makes her, just how you're claiming you're going to be in Forbes, I could just imagine what she's dreaming of, the dreams are bigger and 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 i'm and i'm just so excited for that um so i wanted to um i'm gonna just like you know spice it up a little bit change it up um since we're coming to a close uh this part is just kind of like fun just things that pop into your head um it's called my finish the sentence uh piece where I ask you a couple of questions and just say the first thing that comes into your mind, okay? Okay. My, my dream vacation is... My dream vacation is South Africa. Ooh, that sounds exotic. Oh my god. I want to go to the motherland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do too, but I want to go like, like, you know, like, like I want to see like from Morocco all the way to Johannesburg. Like, I want it to be like I'm living there for a month because there's so much to see. Manifest it. Manifest it. Yes. Take it into existence. 
And my mom went to from Morocco, but she couldn't do much. She did only three places. And she just talked about so much beauty there. Okay. I can only imagine. Yeah, she did. She loved it. I can't live without. What is it that one thing you can't live without? My baby. Yeah, I I thought it was that. She's a sweetie. Yeah. If it was if it was before if it was before she came, I would say I can't live without my peace. Cause that's so important. But she is my peace, so my baby. Listen, <laughs> my baby. Harmony and my, my yeah. So my, my kids, uh, they were in the Hamptons for the whole week with their aunts. And I kept texting every day, like, when are my babies coming back? And I just felt like such a hole in my heart. Like the, the house didn't feel the same. And now I feel a little together because one of my babies is home, but I'm still missing the other two. <laughs> but oh, I, I'm not even... I don't mind my kid going away for the week and give mommy some me time. <laughs> I'm like, all right, see you later. I'll see you when you come back, you know? And she's like, see you later, mom. So she has such a, you know, the, what I love about my daughter and I relationship is my daughter really is my daughter, you know? And that's one thing I feel that it, it's like that with pets as well, right? You know, your pet is for you. And my, yeah. my dog is for me and my child is for me because, you know, one thing I, I love I love love to touch on is self-love and I love everybody's like Ashley how do you always look so good how do you always look like this how do you it's because I really do love myself I do I want to look good I want to feel good I want to smell good I want to be good I want to be in a good place so you know that's something that uh, I've been able to you know rub off of my kid but I also say like mommy needs some me time and you know that's how I balance this crazy lifestyle of mine you know, I balance giving myself that time to be able to sit and do some yoga or, or skate or cook, whatever it is that makes me happy, I do it. And, you know, but my baby, she respects me. She respects my boundaries. Because sometimes she's like, Mommy, can I have my peace? And I'm like, sure, you know, have your peace, you know. And as a, as a parent, I'm not getting upset because I know where she's coming from, you know. And uh, some people are like, what do you mean you know where she's coming from? Because I want my peace. So I, I yeah. understand where my daughter is coming from when she says, like, I just want some peace right now. She just wants to stay and play her game and be in her own world. By all means, boo, do you, do you, you know? And I leave her so it's just we have such a healthy, we have such a healthy uh, relationship as a uh, mother and daughter. And she, she is really the biggest reason on why this mothering um journey hasn't been horrible because she hasn't made it horrible for me she really my baby my baby has been looking out for her mama <laughs> that's so sweet i have to admit so i need to take i'm taking lots of notes from you so like always i'm always i always learn something new uh but for me when i saw my son back i did like the big like cry like my baby's back i'm not letting you go and now i'm just praying uh -huh. for my other two babies to come because i don't know like i'm i'm just so used to like watching tv with them playing with them my son is into uh catching ball uh my middle daughter's into art and the oldest has started being into journaling and I really love that because you know I just look for the things we could share with each other because they're they all have their different personalities and sometimes it's kind of hard to find the same you know things that we have in common 
because they're their own people. <laughs> but okay, what's my favorite food is? Like, what is that for you? Oh, man. <laughs> I love food. So that's like such an unfair question. I will please assist with that one. Um, I know that wow. feeling. Oh. Yeah, I love food. I love I love anything that tastes good. You know, so I don't, <laughs> anything that tastes good. I are love you it. a savory oh. person or a sweet person? How about that? Like, are I you- am, I am not a sweet person. I mean, I, it depends. I don't like overly, I don't like diabetes sweet. Like, I don't like sweet. Like, my grandma yeah. and they like to pour the whole, the whole bag yeah, yeah, yeah. into a single lemonade. And I don't play games with my heart like that and my blood. No, it's true. I used to live in yeah. Florida and they would pull the sugar and then they put like a simple syrup. I'm like, but that's too sweet. Yeah. Just yeah. Pour- Dave Chappelle uh, skit where he said he walked into a restaurant and the waitress said, let me guess, you want chicken? And she and he's like, yeah, I do. I love you chicken. Know I do. You know, I don't, I, don't, I don't feel any type of way when somebody says no, it's, it's the answer is yes. It's yes. My favorite food is mofongo. And as soon as I said it, you're Dominican. Like, like, like there's no denying it then. Okay. My biggest inspiration is um, my biggest inspiration. Honestly, it's Oprah. It is. You know, I I grew up in a household. My grandmama loved her, and just seeing the resilience in her and the dedication and 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 the 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 drive and the passion and the fire. It's just everything about Oprah. Just you know, it just. It, it adds fuel to my fire. You know, it really does. It just, she just showed that she can be all odds. And that's all I see me doing, you know, and I see me building with that and creating an empire and having my name live forever for generations to come. Because, you know, I'm a mama now, so I want my grandchildren to have my great-grandchildren and my great-great-grandchildren. You know, I'm definitely like a mama yeah. there, so I want to make sure everybody's good. But just watching what Oprah has done from, yes. you know, like just watching it from being a news anchor to the color purple to, you know, having a TV show to now having her own network. Network, TV that's... Shows, you know, it's just, I mean, talk about talk about power. That's, that's Oprah, you know, and that's where I see, you. that's where, that's me. I have no. Beyonce's fashion and, and, and Oprah's drive. And I could and I could see why she's your inspiration because everything that Oprah touches, like it's it just there's no undeniable that they're blessed beyond belief. So I could definitely see that. Uh people describe yep. me as like what's the words that come into 
to mind when people describe you as? A beam of light. Um, one thing people always say, they give me a bunch of other things as far as my humor and my characteristics, but one thing that people always say they, they admire and love is my light, you know, how I just, like, it's just the energy and the glow that they feel for me. They can feel it through the phone. They, I just make them smile. So um, that that is what people describe me as. I'm, I'm people's happy please. <laughs> So I'm glad to end this episode with you saying the light that you are. And it's like my eyes are a little watery because it is true. Not You are a light, like a radiant light, because I've learned so much from you. Um, not only in the, the, the path that you have selected, but you have given me so much guidance. And even in this episode, I hope a lot of people walk away with this undeniable or this unshakable faith that not only go for what you want, but learn from you and do a little bit of what you did saying, if I want this, I'm just going to go for it. And whoever doesn't want to give me the information, I'm going to get it myself and go for the best. You demand the best. You are the best. And I respect you for that. And I honor you for that. And I really hope that if Whoever listens to that gets that message loud and clear because not only did you create this beautiful career for yourself, you're creating a legacy for future people that want to be in this space and say like, you know what, whatever I'm going to touch is going to turn to gold. And I see that for you, Ashley. So I'm so grateful that you were able to dedicate this time to me and letting me in your world a little bit more. Of course. And I, you know, I thank you for having me here. I'm proud of you. I'm super, I'm super, <laughs> super honored to be on this show. Um, it's just amazing how, you know, like, like you say, pour into my cup, I pour into your head, scratch my back, I scratch your head. And it's just, just what soul sister, uh, hood looks like. And, you know, I'm glad because we, we've had our laughs, we've had our cries, but, um, I'm yes. glad that you've also taken, you know, from, you know, from my story of just not, not giving up, not, that's, that's what life is all about. Nobody said it's going to be easy. So if anybody's sitting there, you better have a look at yourself and say, God did not tell me that this was going to be easy. So I always say put on your big boy pants or your big girl pants yep. and, and yep. do what you need to do. Like the storm shall pass. It's your flesh. It's struggle, but it, it'll pass. And I feel like you're going to inspire a lot of women in your community as well to step outside. You know, you went from a children's author um, to clothes and designer a radio host, you know, and it just shows that the possibilities are endless with you. And um, <laughs> I definitely, you know, I pray for you. I pray that you Amen. keep going. I pray, you know, I'm here for you. I'm your sister. I'm supportive regardless. Um, you know, I can't wait to be on your TV show next, you know. <laughs> You're going to make so me I cry because what I've learned from you, I've been, a, I've been taking it because I, I know you know this and I know, like, uh, I'm supposed to like wrap up, but I'm, I, I can't leave this episode without saying I get at least three times a week. And this is just at least people reaching out to me asking for advice. They've been burnt. They've been, you know, demolished by unbelievers. 
and they just keep thinking that they can't do something. And I'm like, who told you that? Are they God? And I'm taking a note from you when I had my moment. You were like, I don't care what they say. That's what you're going to do. You're going to do that. Let's do this well. So thank you. Thank you, Ashley, for, like I said, your undeniable faith to just speak things into existence. And I really... I can't wait for your show. That's all I have to say. So I know uh, we passed the hour, but thank you again. God bless you. I love you and have a great night. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. That brings us to the end of our inspiration hour with Luz. And I hope you're feeling unstoppable. If you enjoy our show, please follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Luz Mac Official or check out my website at www.luzmac.com. Review, like, and heart us. And don't forget to spread the inspiration with others. And be sure to come back next week as I help you find your inspiration in the little things, one talk at a time. <laughs>